Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. An Erio's original. So you can actually go back and look like, oh, I had a really good day this day. What did I eat that mm. day? How did I sleep that day? How did I fuel? What shoes did I wear? Mm-hmm. You know, starting to learn about things like mm. have a rotation of shoes so you're not just wearing the same shoe every time. For me, I love of course. all this stuff. This is oh. half the fun. It's just the gear. John Glazer, who I just realized has been my friend for like maybe over 20 years. I think I met you maybe when like, I don't even know if you and Leslie were married. Maybe Maybe you guys were still going out. Just dating. Yeah. Boyfriend, girlfriend. BFGF. Yeah, Avi. Biff Giff. (laughs) Yeah, you guys were just Biff Giff. And, um, or is it gift? I mean, we weren't super tight back then, but like I knew you. Yeah. Like mutual friends. Yeah. Since then, Glaze has just always like been a part of my life, popped in and out. He is somebody who has a very successful career as a comedian, but he's got outside interests. Sure. Now, when I say hobbies, just Mm -hmm. so you know, it's like, a loose term for anything. Well, those shoes are sweet. Oh, thanks, just che- dude. Just checking out the shoes. Yeah, Adidas, Alexander Wang. Pretty sweet. My uh, business partner, Crystal, they were hers, and she traded my new Adidas for these because I loved them so much. Thanks, no big deal. Right. Just a little sneaker pimping over here. Sidebar. Sidebar. Another hobby, maybe, perchance. Sure. So hobbies is, is like a general term I use that means... Basically something that you do without an agenda. So like without a financial agenda, a career agenda, without anything that is going to take you to the top. It's something that you purely enjoy just for the sake of doing it. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not good at it, that's kind of besides the point. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, last week I was talking to... Moshe and his hobby is surfing and he said he's very very bad at surfing but he loves it so much and I I love that like I almost love it because once you get really good at something it's sort of it just 
becomes maybe something else. Like, oops, you accidentally became a professional surfer. Like, maybe not good, but maybe at a pro level is what I mean. Anyway, I, painting is my hobby. I love it. Yeah, so it's anything that you like doing because you just, just for enjoyment, it could be anything from like, you know, what I was going to say John's was, was like, he loves Detroit sports teams. I think you love Detroit sports teams, the sure. Tigers. I only know about Detroit sports because of you. Really? I'm not a sports nut. So when, so when you did some of your stand up with like a Tigers hat on or like, remember that? Well, I know. Was it the thing where I wore the mask of that manager that nobody in the audience would (laughs) most likely enjoy or even get? Well, no one. I mean, it was New York. It was Detroit. It was a hockey team. It was a baseball team. (laughs) I did this thing where it was the manager. It was circa 2006. Right. And the reason I know that is because this particular manager, who's not their manager now, was became their manager in 2006. And they were not very good. And then he was, he's like an old school manager. His name's Jim Leland. Uh Uh-huh. And he like got the team into shape and like turned them around and like had this. Oh, that's cool. He really like lost his cool. He's like, I'm sure he's got like a gravelly voice kind of a guy. That's not what he sounds like at all. But he's like, (laughs) he's a smokes in the dugout kind of a guy. Marlboro Reds and long time coach. Anyway, he turned the team around and they became really good and went to the World Series that year. And then what they did, I think it was 2006. Yeah, it was 2006 because my son was born that year. Uh Uh-huh. They printed out these two-dimensional masks. You could, uh, or they put these two-dimensional masks on the Detroit Free Press website that you could print out and you know cut out and put string on them and wear them to a game if you wanted. They were just like it's just a, on a piece of paper, nothing fancy, but mm-hmm. they were you know high-quality images. And so I just printed out the Jim Leland one because he was my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was work, I was writing on Human Giant at the time, That's and awesome. then I would I would wear it at the writers' meetings and just pitch ideas as Jim <laughs> Leland. And so I just started really enjoying wearing that mask. And then I just decided to go do it at a show. <laughs> and I would just, you know, go up on stage and like, you know, it's, I, I, hell, I'm not, I, I don't know comedy. I'm just, you know, I, I, I tell the infield when to play deep or when to, you know, tell, tell the guy when to lay a bunt down. I don't know comedy, but I want to just get up here and try it. Just stupid. But like people who know baseball probably caught the reference and like, who cares? But like, I didn't care. Like to me, it. it was just for fun and yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. But, but I don't I know like if that's that, a hobby. No, no. But like, I like that you, you have your heart in Detroit cause that's where you're from. So like there's like little historical stuff. I don't know. Like, you know, um, insider Detroit stuff, but yeah, maybe that's not a hobby. Another hobby I was going to say that was John's is private jokes <laughs> because we have like a handful and I don't even talk to you like on a daily basis. So I can't imagine your closest friends. Like you're just probably talking to them. I mean, also, but is that a hobby or is that just shtick? See, <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's a hobby, but like it's something you enjoy doing, it's a passion. but it's part of your warmth. <laughs> like the thing with John I find is that I have like, I can have like a very, very, genuine very down-to-earth talk with you and tell you anything and completely trust you and also have the opposite where we're in character for like 10 texts deep (laughs) I don't know 
I often forget the name of my characters. John likes to point out. Well, Are was, we, am I Ronnie or am I There was a thing. Sandy. I can't remember how it came up. The Jets. The Jets. There was Ronnie and Sandy. Yeah, we were just your basic Jets fans. But it was, to me, yeah, you kept getting them mixed up. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always easy. Like, Ronnie, which is the boy sounding name, is the girl. Oh. So R-O-N-N-I-E. Right. Ronnie Spector. Oh, so I'm Ronnie. And Sandy is the guy. Which they I also both, liked about that, but I can't really get just Ronnie and Sandy Jets fans. I don't remember how it started, but there was like a period of time. Ronnie, where's my jersey? Like, Yeah, but <laughs> that's what I always listen, do. Sandy, I put it in the darks. You told me not to put it in the lights, but it was white. But you said put it in the darks anyway. Like just I used wash to be my better. sports. Let me just wash my sports Look, stuff all together, please. I can't. I can't. I mean, we're going to we're, we have t- t- we have tickets for tomorrow. And, I, and like, let I, me wash my sports stuff then. Don't touch my sports. Stuff, like please. there was a period of time where I was really really into the jets so my terminology was more on point and being living in new york my accent was better because i was into the jets for like 20 minutes i knew that you liked sports and so i just told you about it and i was like oh my god the jets fans are unbelievable like i went to a game it was my first and only football game and i was like john i wish that you were here because you would t- you'd be the only person to totally get the fans with me and i just kept thinking about you and how hard we would laugh and so that's maybe what started it but okay. and then there was there became a thing like there's you and there's maybe one other person who lives here now who's mm-hmm. a big jets fan that i always would send dumb like jets oh, yeah. photos like jets bumper stickers jets like it. seat covers or stupid shirts or whatever because Mike Sweeney was the head writer at Conan when I was working there, mm-hmm. was a big Jets fan. Yeah. And he had this shirt that I would always make fun of. It was just like a long sleeve, like Jets green t-shirt. <laughs> and it said Jets on the left breast, but it had like two patches. So oh. it was just this weird, like, why does it say it twice? It was such an odd choice of like Jets, Jets. It was really weird. And so I just... Always gave him shit for that shirt. That's so weird. It was probably like a, a fuck up. At it was great though yeah, because it was so good. shitty. Yeah. But I would constantly send him just like dumb Jets photos. This is me taking a cell phone picture. I'm making a weird gesture. And also you. No, I got the gesture. <laughs> and also like I'd say out of the blue once every six months, eight months, Jets I'll just photo. get a text from John that's like a paper a crushed paper cup on the street that has a Jets logo on it. And I'm like, uh, long time, no Jets. I love him. It's so, it means a lot to me, but, but I know that's not a hobby. It's just you being a fun loving person who likes to hold on to the memories. Well, it's just like dumb bits. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, like I have Rachel Dratch and I have this long running, text thread similarly where it's just if we see something like it's got to be something really gross like some really gross sounding uh, i'm just going to pull one up so i can read it to you like a good example like just stupid products that we will then read out loud to each other or to ourselves like in some kind of very you know like whispered like here's one where it's a juice called forest fruits and just like the grossest name so you just make up like a little commercial it's just, you know, we, we'll... Or you just say forest fruit. Forest fruits. So we just kind of will 
picture ourselves or imagine ourselves saying that like and it's got to be just like here's when she said off the eaten path <laughs> That's so gross. i saw this one plants and friends just these like super <laughs> flowery once upon a farm yeah they're so cult sounding <laughs> here's one called plantation Comedy. jingle bits <laughs> Wait, what is that one? jingle bits here's one called fresh expressions jingle bits jingle bits <laughs> that one's good scent oh god i don't know what's what is that this, one? this one's called sensicles is it a Candle? That's so funny. So Sensicles. we just have like this. Their scents that smell like popsicles. Oh, I actually was thinking of, because I was trying to think of hobbies that I had. And I had one that I was doing a while ago when my son was maybe five or six. These were things, again, like I didn't post these on Instagram because um, I also, I don't like posting photos of my kids. Yeah, yeah. And this was just for me and, you know, my son so when he gets older we would go take, we take the subway, live in New York to his swimming lessons. And, you know, there's all the subway posters and I would see there's all like the TV and movie ads down there. And I did one where I saw, I think it was one of the seasons of Portlandia and there's all these people and I'll show it to you later and you'll see. It's just the the, the frame of the ad is filled with people and then you kind of find Fred and Carrie in there. Mm-hmm. It's like from above. And I told Nate, I'm like, hey, go just stand in like the corner and I'll take a picture and make it look like you're in the poster. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, these are my friends and I'll show it to him and it's really be really funny. And he did it and it was really cool. And we just started doing that. And I've got (laughs) a bunch of those over a couple of years. Wow. And they were so fun to do. And he was really into it. And they're really cool. That's so cool. Wait, so... You didn't post them on Instagram? I never posted them because I didn't, I didn't want to like, right. I don't like showing my kids and I sent them, I think my, Leslie might have posted some. I want to see them. They're you really, should make an album of all well, of them. Well, that's what I was thinking. I really yeah. want to do something like that where I make a book. Same thing with Rachel where I want to take all those yeah. and make like a book just for her. That's so nice and thoughtful. That's cool to do for your son because that you said five or six years. There's, there's a, and then, you know, he got to the point where he was getting a little older and then he's like, he just didn't want to do them anymore. Right. I'm like, Hey, let's do one. No, he was becoming a little and too were you cool like, for it. Were you like, okay. Or were you like, Oh, Oh, I was bummed. Right. I really, they were fun to do cause it was a fun thing to do together. It was creative. Yeah. That's, uh, I like involving, I like a hobby with your kid. That's that was I definitely a fun into. one. This is the first one. Wow. So yeah, it is a Portlandia like kind of like a where's waldo and then do you with see the him gray. Yet? yeah yeah that's really good and he would do these that's great he's yeah so, so we did little. like a bunch oh, of that's these awesome. wow and he just is standing in front of them and how'd you make it look so good well this one was like very very serendipitous where we had just gone to buy him a baseball bat at a sporting goods place. So he turned and faced away from the camera like these other guys. Right. We're now looking at one for a sh- an old They're show not, called Turn. Just so you guys know, like these aren't photoshopped. They're just, ju- that's so good. That's a 22 Jump Street. I mean, I guess the answer is that I'm a great photographer. Yeah. I'm a good, pro- you're good at a cropping. Lot of good, a lot of good production design in here. Um, yeah, you're, you're a graphic designer. But look at this one. This was also just good fortune where red glasses, blue glasses, and then my son white had white glasses. glasses in the middle. Adopting a very good face. He's good. He's beautiful. Very handsome boy. 
This is yeah, one of the best I love ones. That, Look at that. That one's really good. It's black and white for the leftovers. Justin Thoreau punching the wall. Yeah. And then Nate strikes anyway. But it's, it's in great black to and describe white. Photos. I know it's people. La- that's everyone's favorite part of this podcast is when we describe things they can't see. Yeah. Um. So. But trust me, they are good. <laughs> One thing John suggested he wanted to talk about that he could talk about forever was running, and I know that you're Here a big runner. Go. So you're a runner, like you're a jogger. You run marathons. Kind when of. did you start? I would say I got into running in earnest maybe five years ago. In and earnest. Yes, because I would run every now and then. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll actually say in earnest like maybe two years ago. Okay. Let's back it up a little. or let's yeah, Bring it up. You know, I would run every now and then, not consistently at all, wasn't super into it. And now it's become a thing where I feel like I have to do it, like I want to do it. Right. And I... I really make the effort to get out a few times a week, if not more. So when you were just a casual jogger, mm-hmm. how often would you do it? And how, how far would you do? Would you, like, how much jogging would you do? Like really every now and then, which could be once or twice a month. If that mm-hmm. maybe a mile, you would know, you I used to live to music. Sometimes mm-hmm. I lo- I always listen to music when I'm run when I'm training, if I'm running or doing a race, I usually don't depends on the race, but I, prefer not to and just kind of enjoy the experience of the crowd and the sounds and all that but so when you jog you listen to music but when you're training or running a marathon when, when you're I'm training, training I listen to music okay, if I'm doing okay. a race I most likely won't right and it depends because you know there's lots of people around you don't want to bump in, into anybody I also like just kind of taking in the race as an experience and if I'm trail running which is really what I've gotten into way more I like to just experience the quiet of the location or mm-hmm. again it depends on the race Do you need a pump up song when you first hit the streets pound the pavement not necessarily i do have a mi- i got a running mix that i'm always adding to but i generally like something that's kind of i don't know kind of runs the gamut i of, want you to name like a couple of your favorite running songs and i know that's annoying but i can i can already sense that the listeners are thirsty for that <laughs> as am i there's like one song that really that I'm that just do you know uh oh come on Julie Ruin Hell yeah that song That song is, rips As soon as it comes up I'm like yes That's awesome That song rips for sure and it just yeah. that feels really good it's got a good just driving beat good yeah. games when it comes on There's like and it's also like what's l- like lately which is just doing it one I put on there was uh and it's got a running theme in it oh what is it called 100 miles and running NWA. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. That's good. But then I also like stuff which is a little more, depending on where I'm running, like if it's all, if it's in the woods and I'm going up a hill and it's just hard, like something a little more emotionally resonant. Like Eye of the Tiger? No, 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 no. Like go the other way. Like I just hadn't listened to Lauren Hill's first album. Oh, it's so good, right? In a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. That's a great call, actually. But it one, one, it's the title song, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. And it's just not like a pump up, pump you up jam right, at right. all. But it just is like one of those emotionally fueling songs. And it's just, oh, and it, sometimes that can, that can also feel really good yeah. running. So it kind of depends on 
what I'm feeling in the moment, what I feel like listening to that day or whatever. And so I may skip a bunch of songs to get to a certain song totally, or just like skip, skip. Oh, that one feels good right now in the moment. Anyway, that's great. Um, and so you were casually jogging and what made you transition from the casual jogger every two or three times every couple months uh, or a month to I'm going to be a marathon runner. Well, I never really aspired to, the, to be a marathon runner. And even now, like I've done two road marathons and I don't think that's something I want to do again, but right. I'll get to that. Okay, so okay. what happened was, um, so I would run every now and then, you know, running the loop and prospect park in Brooklyn, which is about three and a quarter miles seemed impossible. Right. And then I decided to try my wife signed up for a half marathon and I thought I'm going to try one too. And so I did one a little competitive, you just... know? Yeah. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Uh, I had to be king of the house. <laughs> right. uh, so I really enjoyed the training. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked the, you know, seeing if I could actually work up to this mileage and cause we live, we used to also, we used to also live along the marathon route, the New York city right. marathon route at around mile seven. Uh huh. And for a long time, I'm like, I could never imagine running seven miles, let alone 26. Uh. And so when I was doing my training for this half marathon and it was hard and I was not in shape and it was just, you know, building up. And I remember when I first ran seven miles, it was very, very satisfying to yeah. actually accomplish that. Cause I used to, I could barely finish the loop in the right. park or even a mile or two. And so I found it to be a very satisfying feeling to feel my body respond to all that work and actually get in shape. Now I'm not super right. fast or anything like that, but it went to from keep being going, though. really, really hard to not as hard where you can just sustain and it feels good and it's pleasurable as opposed to, and I get why people hate running, but for me, I, I really enjoyed it. And so I ran a half marathon and then I decided to try another one and then I did a third. And then I felt like, all right, I think having run those, I decided, I think I want to try a marathon. Because mm. at first I felt like, do a half, see how that feels. Because mm -hmm. if that sucks and I hate it, then I know I don't want to do more. And the third one felt good? They all felt pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was trying to go, you know, set personal goals and see if mm -hmm. I could go faster each time. And let, let me just ask you a quick question, though. When you train, now this is coming from somebody who doesn't run, and I don't know. Um, so it's like running for dummies. When, do you train with other people or just by yourself? And by training, you mean just running or, yeah. or doing lunges? No, by training, I mean just running, mostly running. You could, there's certainly, and I'm not a super experienced, heavily knowledgeable runner, but for me, it's following a training plan, uh -huh. which can include, you know, your long runs are on the weekends or you pick a day that's your long run, at right. least for me. And there's conservative training plans, moderate, advanced. Right. It all depends on your level and what your ambitions are. Right. So, were you running with Leslie or? No, we've oddly enough done very little running together because our schedules are usually not in sync. Right. You know, if one of us is running, the other one's home with the kids or right. whatever, especially right. on the weekends with the long runs. Right, right. But it might be, you know, Run three miles easy. The next day, do sprint intervals. The mm. next, the next day, hills. So there is, you know, you can vary. Your training is not just run six miles every day. Okay, you're breaking it up to work different muscles and okay. to build stamina, and also just to break up the monotony of just doing the same thing. And how did you learn that? Like, who told you that was training? 
I talked to a couple friends that okay. were really good runners, talked to a couple trainers, uh-huh. followed, you know, did some research online, okay. found a couple plans. And then for the last few races, I uh, asked a trainer to outline a plan for me that I could follow just on my, ca- you know, he has wow. a website, follow it on a calendar. And then it becomes really fun because you're almost keeping a diary about, you know, what did you eat? So you can actually go back and look like, oh, I had a really good day this day. What did I eat that Mm. day? How did I sleep that day? How did I fuel? What shoes did I wear? Mm -hmm. You know, starting to learn about things like Mm. have a rotation of shoes so you're not just wearing the same shoe every time. You can have a distance shoe. You can have a race shoe, which for me, I love of course. all this stuff. This is oh, half the fun. It's just the gear. All the gear, yeah. but then just also all the things you do. And I'm not even that good about it. Like keeping this race journal or a training journal, it's great. Like, how did I feel that day? What was the temperature? Did I fuel enough? Did I hydrate enough? It's all helpful if you're doing, especially right. these endurance length runs, like a marathon, which is... But even when I started doing trail running, which I immediately liked way better, I much prefer it. Okay, so when did you start trail running? So here's so just to sort of backtrack yeah, about sorry. what you said about when to get it fully into running. Like okay. I did these half marathons, which were all fun. Then I did the marathon. And it was after that that I felt like I've done all this work to get in shape for this race. I don't want to just stop running. Right. I want to keep doing this. And I also really enjoyed it, even though it was brutally hard especially at the end of the race i enjoyed the training and of course after the first one it was all right how do i do better next time right that's where you start getting sucked in you know how do i train better what do i do differently how can just to feel stronger at the end and you like the process though so of course it's like you can't and this is what i was talking about last week like just by virtue of doing it you can't not get better so you're going to get better and you are doing it because you love it so then you're like, oh. You're most likely going to get better. Not necessarily. Right. It also just depends. I mean, I would say more often than not, yes. You can I mean, still make mistakes. Like I, I ran two marathons and the second time trained way better, way smarter. Thought yeah. for sure I was going to do so much better and did not. Huh. And it was very frustrating. Right, right. But, um, you know, there was. But better in the sense that you did it again. I like, mean, my time was mildly better, not right, by much, right. but there was other factors. Like the first time I ran it, everybody told me, like everyone, throw away a time goal, just enjoy it, mm-hmm. go slow and just enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. And for the most part I did, but I have trouble running without a time goal. And it was still like, even when I saw my family at a couple of points, it was, you know, hey, what's up guys? Quick hugs. Okay. I got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I really regret that I didn't just stop, mm-hmm. take some more pictures, mm-hmm. savor that moment a little more. And so I try to do that the second time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, well, my time wasn't as fast as I thought it would be, but I at least stopped to well, there you those go. moments a little more. Second time I ran with a friend, he was stopping to see his family. He had a bathroom break, things like that, where I can at least, whatever, I make myself so well, crazy with all this stuff. Totally. It ultimately doesn't matter. It was a beautiful right. day, mostly a great experience. I'm just mad because I didn't finish strong and I felt like shit at the end and I felt like why that happened. Right. Well, that's anyway. when I totally get that too. We start getting really hard on ourselves about certain goals. When I do see, I had that same thing with dance. Mm-hmm. When it comes to physical stuff, I'm very hard on myself. And what starts as being really, really fun 
is, continues to be fun, but because I start getting better, I start getting more competitive with myself. It has nothing to do with anybody else. I'm not going to be a professional ballerina. There's no world where that's a possibility. (laughs) A girl can dream. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, but like you said, like if you were just going for time, like you know the things that slow you down and the things you don't, you were like, well, I regretted not spending more time with my family and giving them hugs. So like... I gave, just to be clear, I don't want the, I mean, I gave them hugs. <laughs> okay, I'm not a monster. You no. gave them hugs, you gave them like one-armed hugs? It was quick though. It was definitely <laughs> one of those like, well, who gives a shit? What am I doing? I'm not fast. I'm not going, I don't need, it was the first right. one. Oh man, whatever. And then the second one, but my I son was that. playing flag football. He wasn't even there. I'm like, ugh. Right. But I at least, yes, I stopped longer, all that kind of stuff. But the fact that you, that you love it so much, you continue to do it. And now you were like, well, I don't want to stop just because there's no marathon to train for. I'm going to do hikes and trails and all that. Well, even still running, I mean, I've done two of these trail half marathons, which are in and of themselves really challenging. Yeah, that sounds really hard. But so much fun. If it's going to be that hard, I'd prefer to just be out in some beautiful totally. setting. Not that you can't have that with road running, but I just prefer... The changes in elevation, the changes in terrain, the different speeds, there's walking involved, there's hiking involved. It's not just all running. For some people, it is. I mean, if you're super competitive and super fit, you can run an entire course no matter how steep it might be or most of it. And where do you do it in New York? Mostly Prospect Park, which is actually not, I mean, for a city park. Yeah. It's not crazy hilly, but there's a couple very short, steep sections. And if I just double up, triple up on that, including some of the other shorter or smaller hills. I yeah. mean, I can still get a ton of elevation. So it's right. not bad training. And Or you just get out of the city an hour and there's beautiful spots, totally. Bear Mountain. Um, Are you? Have you become obsessed with it? I don't know about obsessed, but close. <laughs> right. Like, I really love it. I wish I had more time for it. It's certainly not that I have any regrets about how my life has turned out and things like that. You know, and when you approach it from the philosophical standpoint of, well, if I had done anything different, then I don't meet Leslie when I do. We don't have right, Nathan right. when we do and all that sort of thing. But I still every now and then will indulge the thought of, because when I worked at Conan, it was this really great vacation schedule. Uh-huh. And I think about it. I think about this a lot. Like, Oh man, the trips, like the trail running trips I would have taken. Like if I had gotten into it years ago, that's a waste of time to think about that. 
but I do. Like, oh, right. just, oh, I could have gone to so many cool locations and locales and, oh, that would have been so incredible, but, and I'll still well, try to do that. you still can. I mean, like, for sure, time, but do your, are your, is your family ever like, you need to spend more time with us and not run as much. Like I'm not, I know that that no, sounds I know. It funny, hasn't been but like, verbalized, <laughs> but I, I get that though. I try to get up super early, especially on the weekends. I try not to have a conflict with family right. stuff. Like if my kids have games on the weekends, I had to miss a few of those cause they were like 9am games and mm-hmm. I, but I try to get up on the weekends very early mm-hmm. to run and be done for the day. So it's not breaking up the day. But like, do you feel that sometimes, and I say this with knowing how much you love your family and your children and everybody and same with me, but like there's times where I'm like doing something with Mary and I'm like, I would so much rather be X, Y, Z. And I know that that's selfish and like, not the right thing to say or whatever, but yeah, I'm. But it's, it's the truth, and there's it's nothing like that wrong sometimes with doing kids stuff can that. be boring. Well, it's hard too. Like you need a. It's important, I think, to have breaks. Yeah, you know, and I I really enjoy having my time to myself, which is one thing I really like about running. Right, is just I can go check out, tune out, listen to music. I do mm-hmm. find it very, you know, all the meditative aspects of it. I mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. And that's, so that's sort of become a big part of it too, is I mean, really doing all that work. I don't want to just stop running and just get out of right. shape. Do you just, feel like it's helped you outside of running, like in your personal relationships, like maybe helped you? Like, I wonder sometimes if my painting has helped me as sort of like a therapeutic way to like, and I don't think it has, but maybe like not not care so much about certain things or get so angry or aggressive or or tense or annoyed as fast I'm not sure that it has but it's not a meditation so like when I paint I listen to usually a book or a podcast and I paint and the more focused I am on what I'm listening to the less focused I am on the painting and then it just comes. And that's really when I'm in the zone when I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm just kind of like letting my hand and my mind separate. But with running and you're outside and it's like, like you said, like you're by yourself. Sometimes you listen to music, but sometimes you don't. And to me, it really does sound a lot more like a meditation where you're not, you're not distracted. You're like, like I'm distracted by somebody reading a book or or a podcast. I'm distracted by another person. It's not a I say distraction might not be the best word because it's not bad, but it just I'm not silently painting, like mm-hmm. quietly painting like I would when I meditate, but like there is something like really to me like mind-boggling of running, moving your body, not stopping. Like I find running to be very difficult. Like I don't know how, I don't know how you just keep going. Like I run and then I stop and catch my breath. Like that's to me what running is. Like I ran over to somebody really fast and then (sighs) I'm out of breath and I need a drink and then I'm sitting. Like it's, and my mom is a runner too. She's like you where she just has been doing it and whatever I mean she doesn't do marathons she just does it because she loves it 
But I'm like, I don't know. And I tried it a couple of years ago in New York. And um, it was just really hard for me to keep wanting to move, to keep going. It's hard. It's, it's I not, don't know how you do it. Well, it's for sure not for everybody. Right. I know for me it was, and it wasn't even for me for a long time. It wasn't until I decided I'm going to try this marathon. And, you know, it really kind of clicked in once I got in shape because it took a good couple months. And I really started from scratch that first time. Like I was not, I hadn't been running consistently. I needed to get in shape. It took a good couple months till I started feeling better on these runs. Otherwise uh-huh. it was just like huffing and puffing. Really? And struggling. I always pictured you though, kind of like riding a bike. Maybe that's from <laughs> images of you from John Glazer loves gear and well, I used to ride my bike Delocated. a ton. Yeah, yeah you even did. Even before that, but not necessarily. In New York, a time. bike is like a glorified wheelchair. I mean, no offense <laughs> to real cyclists, but I would use it just to get from like my house to the bar faster. Sure. It's, you know, it's like, it's better than walking. Like, I mean, I like, I do like being on my bike, but I hardly ride it anymore just because wow. I'll commute into the city. I mean, I still do it a fair amount, but. I run way more than I bike, but I was never in, you know, that didn't, put you weren't me in. like a biker, a cyclist, not a heavy duty cyclist right. where I was doing tons of like long rides and getting myself but in you have really the good outfit. shape. Oh, I got the clothes. Uh, you have the gear. I got the stuff for okay. sure. Okay. I know you do. I don't even know what we, I, we love, we both love gear. It's half the fun. Really? I totally, the buying of the shit. It's what I always talk about. It's the buying very... of the shit is the best. And the well, little um, rituals. So for dancing with point shoes, you have to sew on your own laces. Sure. And you have to cut them. And then so they don't fray, you burn them at the ends. There's like all this. There's so much breaking in of a point shoe. That's so exciting. And little tips. And I, go, I would go on YouTube and find out like... Okay, cutting it over here will make me will make the shoe bend better. Um, cutting it on the front won't make it so slippery. Like little dippity doos of gear fun, and I was I'm just you know beginner point. Like it's it's really hard, and I haven't even done it in two years. And I just loved the rituals of that stuff. I think is. Half of it. Huge part of the enjoyment of whatever activity, whether it be athletic or not. Right. You know, you talking about tape or the burning of the edges. Like I was not a good hockey player. I learned how to skate very late in life, but I did love the rituals of preparing and like taping your stick, putting on the 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 socks over the shin guards, putting tape around that, getting all the stuff on. Even when I run, especially trail running, especially if I'm doing a long run. Yeah. You know, I have this pack. It's like, it looks like, it's like a half, it's like the half shirt of backpacks. Right. It's this running pack and it only goes till about here. It's like a crop top? Yeah, it's like a crop top backpack. Cool. But you wear it on your front. Yes. Well, it's got, you know, it's got two water bottle pouches on the front. Mm -hmm. It's got a, you know, uh, sort of a little pack on the back that you can put stuff in, Mm -hmm. including if you're putting like a water, one of those reservoirs or a bladder in there with the drinking tube. Mm -hmm. You know, you have lots of options, but I love just, you know, putting that thing on. That was me clicking it closed. You can adjust where it, you know, how, where it goes up 
up high or, or lower so it get to get a right fit it's got these really good uh, strings in the back that cinches it and just fits so perfectly and it's so comfortable and it's so fun just to load that stuff okay, up. Okay, so what else do you put in it besides water? You could do a drink, a hydration mix. Oh, okay. You know, there's, once you're going on these distance runs, you know, you got to bring fuel, whether it's whatever food you want. You can eat and run at the same time? I mean, it depends on, you can, you might, well, there's gels, which you can Whoa. suck down very easily. Some of them are gross. What um, are some of them good? There's a brand called Huma, which is all natural. Uh-huh. So it tastes to me a lot better. There's a brand called Spring. What do they taste like? I just, they've got like like rice and mango puree and things Whoa. like that. And some of these other ones have, they're more like chemically and they don't taste as good. But you just have to find the one that you like the taste and that goes down easy. And it fills you up? Well, it gives you calories. Right. It gives you electrolytes, mm-hmm. things you're really going to need for an endurance run. Right. There's also brands that are just powders, and that gives you also you can drink all your calories and get all uh, your electrolytes that way, right? Which I personally prefer, okay. Because um, also, if you're eating a bunch of gels over the course of a few hours, you know, if you're going to run for an hour, you might not need any of that stuff, or mm-hmm. maybe like one gel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you ever ran, run, run so much, ran so much? That you barfed or had diarrhea? Thankfully, that's never happened. Uh-huh. But, you know, the first time I did the marathon, I felt like complete hell the last few miles. Really? And maybe it's because I didn't train enough. Maybe it's because I didn't hydrate p- properly, didn't fuel properly. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. But the second marathon where I felt like I had trained way better, way better, because mm-hmm. I had done this trail half marathon two years ago. Same experience of the marathon. Felt like just total shit at the end. Hmm. And then the second, and I knew that's because my training was poor. Mm. It was also pretty muggy and humid that day, Mm -hmm. which is brutal, but Mm -hmm. don't know how I fueled. Anyway, the second one, I trained way better, way more hills, fueled differently, and Mm -hmm. felt great at the end. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is, I felt, I was elated. I felt so good. So um, you just never know. You could have a bad day. Mm -hmm. It could be anything, but... Well, I just was asking you about. Oh, there's different types of fuel, but I've never done that. But I've, I've certainly, I felt like I was shutting down and maybe getting dehydrated. Friend of mine cried. (laughs) Truth. uh, During a race, or just in my my life, (laughs) both. (laughs) I don't think I've cried during a race. I felt pretty elated, but. uh, Right, it maybe makes you more like. I don't think I ever had that before uh, the big day, before the big race. At night, do you eat pasta? I mean, the whole thing with carbo loading, at least from what I've read, you've got to be doing that a week or two. And you, oh. you don't just do it the night before. Okay. You know, you've got to be really, and you know, this is all part of it where maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't, but right. you know, where you got to eat certain things and make sure you get, and then a few days out, you really just do nothing but carbs or the the majority of your diet's huh. carbs or it should be. And you know, sounds good to me. Listen for each person. Am I right, ladies? Folks, Am I right? It's all right. Shoving ladies down pasta, cool bread. <laughs> <laughs> LL Cool C. <laughs> you know it. So, so yeah, a lot of rice, a lot of bread, a lot of pasta. Had, what didn't help at the end? <laughs> God damn it! What Still have you been so running mad. while you're in LA? Yeah, I went on. A, do you know Kurt Brownholer? Yeah, he's 
just texted me. He's like, Hey, I've been getting into running. Got, you know, what, what, should, blah, blah, blah. What should I be doing? Tips. You're like, or, well, you got to get this vest dude. pack. Well, first we went for a six and a half mile trail run in Griffith park the other day. That was really hard and really fun. Wow. I'm going to go with a, uh, some guy I know. He's going to take me somewhere in Malibu, Palisades. Oh, yeah. That sounds beautiful. You'll, you'll probably really like that. I ran around the Hollywood Reservoir yesterday. Oh, cool. Which I really like that a lot. I still vastly prefer trails, but that's a nice flat road run, like three-something mile loop, and it's just flat and easy and fast and really pretty back there and quiet. There's hardly anyone back there. It's great. Wow. But I'm trying to just keep running because I just enjoy it and i also want to just stay in shape i might do a race i might do a road half in march in new york but what's yeah. that what's a road half just a road half marathon oh so it's uh how many miles 13.1 which is still a lot it's so many that's no joke it really <laughs> it's is so many it's that so many miles. so many miles <laughs> it's so many miles so okay it's a Two lot but things. that's a i like that distance a lot I think that's I mean, my distance. I consider you a running pro. You might. You're I think kind. you do. I do At not. At this point, you're kind of a pro. Mm, I don't know, but. um. Yeah, why not? All right, fine. Yes. So there's two questions I like to ask people. One is, what's your favorite running outfit? Mm, here we mm, go. Mm, 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 yeah, this the bread be, and butter. This is going to be a tough edit. It depends. Road or trail? Let's go with trail first. All right. Um, I got these pair of shoes. What this are brand they? called Hoka. Okay. I think it's either One One. It looks like the word one. Okay. Hoka One One, but I think it's Hoka. I have a pair of shoes that I love. I also love how they look. They're called Speed Goats. Mm. Uh, plenty of cushion, but they still feel pretty responsive. Okay. Like, I like they. They're not too. Like, they're talking to you. They're yeah. not too mushy on the. Right. And I like having a little more cushion on the trails. Okay. I like I like a good firm feel of the road. Like I like a I don't want a too cushiony shoe. Right. Uh, but I don't want it to be too firm either and these are nice off-road. For the road I like a little firmer. Anyway. I like what you're I I like this tail you're spinning. This yarn you're weaving. Keep keep it going. I just got these uh compression socks. Like old people? They're wool. Oh my god, they're so comfortable. They Stop. feel so good. Why are they so comfortable? Well, they're wool, which is very nice fabric. But doesn't it itch? No, not at all. Okay. Very, very fine, fine wool. They are knee highs. Uh-huh. So if I'm wearing them with shorts, they look a little ridiculous, but I kind of like that. I like I that, like that look. look. Yeah. I like that look a lot. Uh, if I'm going, you know, if it's cooler out, I got some very nice compression three-quarter length tights. Okay, but I what is a compression re- sock? Like... I'm curious about these. In theory, it just increases circulation and blood flow, which helps muscle fatigue. Okay. I think I should. I think Are I Are they gimmicky? Some. I'm not sure. I don't know if they really work, but I also like how they feel. I like that kind of extra tight feel on my legs, or I have some also compression sleeves for my arms. Mm. I will say this. I wore those compression arm sleeves for the marathon, the second one. The first marathon, I remember feeling like my fingers were getting a little numb towards the end. Wow. And on the second race, not so much. So maybe those actually helped. Totally. Who knows? That's cool. So you still wear those? I love them. Oh, great, great. You know, part of it is always going to be like, this is a cool outfit. Right. I know. I love your looks. I might have like a ridiculous looking thing. No, but you pull it off. Do you wear a sweatband around your head? 
No. Because that's kind of a legendary glazer look. I've kind of, there's a couple good headband photos. Okay. But I like wearing a hat. Okay. But I won't do a visor. I don't like a visor. I don't like that look. You're not a visor person. I like to have a visor if it's sunny, just to have that option. Okay, so in between the head and the feet, I want to know. If I'm doing tights, I have uh, a pair of these short, not like super short, short run, racing uh, running shorts, but they're these blue North Face shorts. I think they look good over the tights, so mm-hmm. it's not black on black. Totally. So I'd like the blue on the black looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple good base layers that I like. I mm-hmm. got a, one is an icebreaker, this wool like mid-weight if it's chilly out, mm. and the, they were getting holy in the elbow so i cut them to make them like a short sleeve which i think looks pretty sweet that's cool with like a muscle tee whoa uh, like, like wicking race jersey so it's like hello hunk so, you know, material <laughs> so i like the short sleeve base layer look with like either a, you know, a tank a top over it though. or like like a cutoff yeah. jersey look yeah this is a cool look, i don't man. like long shorts over tights i think that's no, a shorter, really short, right like a that just is like a suburban dad look, not a good look. No, you get the eighty. You're I'm getting an eighties feel that I you I'm a fan of. Like let's bring it back to the mesh jacket I loaned you and then gave to you. Oh my god! Or no, that I gave hoodie. it to somebody. The hoodie, so it was like or a blue that, that delocated yeah mesh hoodie. That'd be tough to pull off, but could be fun. Do you think that would that's something helpful for runners or just fashion? That's a little more fashion, but okay. it would be that'd be fun to run in. Do runners like wear windbreakers? F- for sure. Are they helpful? Oh, yes. Why? They break the wind. Yeah. If it's the right temperature, you Meaning the people's that- farts in front of you. Correct. You don't smell them. <laughs> Correct. It traps <laughs> the wind in the booty. I always wanted to be a windbreaker person, but they're more functional than they are fashion. You got... There's good There's good fashion They look good, but they, they're noisy. If you... You got to get the right ones. I okay. got. I have a couple that I really like a lot. Okay. Got a Patagonia Houdini. Mm. Great name. Yeah. Super light. And then I have this one. Gore has their own brand, like Gore-Tex. Right, right. And I got this. Uh, and the one thing I like about the Patagonia Houdini, it's got a hood. And I really like having a hood. Ooh, okay. The Gore one does not, but it's such a light jacket. It's so comfortable and it does a great job just giving you a little extra uh, warmth. And you wear your special vest on top of all of this? I have this. I don't have a good running vest. Or like your crop top with the water. Oh, yes. If I'm wearing the pack, that'll go on top of everything everything else. And, you know, if you want to take your layers off, you just put it in the pack. Oh, that's cool. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Into the pack. So my, uh, my last question is that, do you have like a fantasy hobby? Like something that... You don't do, you probably will never do, because if you were going to do it, you would have done it by now, but like something you wish you wanted to want to do. Well, I have, when I was at Conan, I bought a bass guitar, Mm. thinking, yeah, you know, I have a lot of downtime in the office, I'll kind of like fuck around on this thing and I'll learn how to play it, probably take some lessons eventually. Mm -hmm. Bought it, like I also bought a used guitar, never really, you know, I kind of got okay, like playing a couple like small little things, but never learned to play them and it's something that I hate about myself. Oh. Oh my god i've got this fucking <laughs> bass guitar and a guitar 
in my apartment and they just sit there and I just look at them like I never learned to play those. So fucking lazy. Took a no, couple lessons. Didn't keep up with it. It just wasn't I took for a you. Fatu- it was though. I, just I know. Got, no, in my head, oh, it's for God me too. I understand, dude. But that's look, a tough one. You're not lazy. You're running for fun. You're not lazy. It's like well, sometimes the that thing guitar, that we wish though, would call man, to us, it's like it. if we liked, if you really liked the lessons, if you really liked learning, you would have kept doing it. But it's, it's not for everybody. Not true. I'm just, I, that you're, one you're being too kills on me. I took a photography class in college, loved it, just didn't keep up with it. I beg to differ. You just did a whole photo series of your son in front of movie posters for six years. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, but like with a good <laughs> camera, good quality. Good, I mean, it's different. Nothing's better than the iPhone. It's, we're in the digital age. No, I mean like. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you know what I'm getting at. I'm totally. so mad. I just. Ugh, but anyway. the, it's like there's time for all of this. You also are a working parent. Like. I know. It, it's, it's hard for us to find time to do anything extracurricular. And the thing that you do do. <laughs> what is take is very time consuming and like a lot of work. So maybe think about your golden years mm-hmm. when you will continue to run, but might not be able to run 13.1 miles. Absolutely. I will be able to JK. I know you'll Jeez. never get old. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll get old. But when you retire, when your kids are in school, in college, whatever. I know. It, there's time for everything, including things you might not know about yet. No, I know, but still. You've got tricks up your sleeve for days. You're very interested in other people and other things and interesting. And I have a feeling that there's more hobbies yet to be revealed. Yeah, I know, but all, all I do is focus on the ones that I. That's great. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Ugh, You're God. just a nutbag. Oh man. Meanwhile, I would love. I maybe I would love to be a runner. I don't know. I, there's nothing about it that sounds. No, don't even bother. Right. Doesn't sound like it's your thing. It's not my thing. Like I wish I was that kind of person. There's a lot of kinds of people I wish I was. That would be better for me. Like. If I loved cooking, that would be helpful. I could see cooking becoming one. I, for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I should. It's cooking is something we talk about on every episode of this podcast because I hate it. And I like to, some people feel the same as me and some people it's their main hobby. I don't do it hardly at all. Leslie does and she's a very good cook mm-hmm. but every like the every like even this morning i just made a couple eggs cut up a tomato i'm like this is just like all the just all the cutting getting the right knife all that shit it's like that's kind of that's very enjoyable uh, whoever's listening and who <laughs> listens to my podcast right now i you can hear me rolling my eyes <laughs> because like i use do you add sound effects later like oh, i should like i should start roll? no but like i say everything that you've just said but in a negative like all the cutting and the chopping and the <laughs> and the liquid dripping from the fucking measuring cup. Anyway, oh, that's all the clinking, tink, tink, clink, the clink, clinking, clinking, oh. and the tinking and the buzzing and the. So I'm fun. like, 
I don't and the, make the sounds it. pouring oh. the stuff into the like like a clank 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 cut 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 like, chop wow, chop. Wow, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I'm doing everything wrong. I have no confidence in myself in the kitchen. Put it all I, together. I'm just like, take a I don't bite. need. Mm, I did that. I I'm made like, this. Yeah, and then delicious. now it's gone, and now I have a bunch of shit to clean up. But even that, I put on some music, relax. See, I don't mind doing dishes. Put the music on. The minute I start cooking anything, I'm like, <laughs> I need a new kitchen. I need to redo my kitchen because this just isn't working for me. Everything's not, nothing. it's too small. Nothing's in the right, which is true. That I understand. But, I yeah. feel that. I feel that. I'm like, I'm just going to reorganize now. Like, I, I like doing that. Like, I so much prefer cleaning and reorganizing. Anyway, that's our PCAST. Thank you so much. Did it. Want to talk to Leslie about your hobbies? Call our toll-free hotline at 844-370-VOID. That's 844-370-VOID. Rate and review Filling the Void on Apple Podcasts. Filling the Void is an Erios original with editing by Tracy Levy and original score by Michael Cassidy. Erios. Powered by ACAS. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.